Greetings, horror fans, and welcome to episode 198 of Frightmares. I'm your host, Austin Proctor, and that is my co-host across the table, Corey Johnson. Hey, oh, hey, oh, motherfuckers. All right. Excited today. I'm very happy well, that we're- it's early, too. It's very early. We got energy. It's like the middle of the day. What's going on? You I'm should... not coming off of a, like, ass retail <laughs> shift. You're off today? Yeah. It's a, you're, you are off today, right? I am off today, then yes. it's, a, it's a good day, then. Uh, we are talking about Shudder continuing honoring Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, which is our theme for May. Um, this is a movie that you multiple times have seen. I the one I th- time. I think I... So I've seen it in full now twice and probably collectively like three or four times. Okay. Just like seeing it on in the background or something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we will get into spoilers. So I'll tell you what happened when we get there. But there is a shot from this movie that kind of ruined a big moment. And I'll tell you that like what I saw when we go into spoilers. But nonetheless, this has been on my list for ages. And uh, I only could ever find the American one, which, as we all know, after the ring and the grudge, they pretty much went downhill. And this is one of those later ones from the 2000s because yeah. uh, the American one was 2008. And I'm still going to watch it just to compare. But this one uh, really surprised me. Not that I didn't think I would like it, but I liked it way more than I thought I would. It, <laughs> um, so it, it just keeps going. <laughs> and if, if you're a fan of Asian horror, it does open with what I would consider like that hokey sort of like Asian horror opening. Like the, the camera is a little bit older. Yeah. The music is a little bit eighties. Like everything is in place to be like, Oh, this is going to be camp as fuck. Yeah, it really is. And then it turns out it's not, <laughs> no, at all. not at all. Uh, not at all. But Yeah, this is going to be, I have a lot to talk about with this one because as most Asian movies tend to do, there's a lot of story in this movie. There's almost like too much to fit into an hour and a half. I wanted more. (laughs) But what's what's really nice is, again, if you watch Asian, Asian horror or are into any kind of like Asian folklore, this story is a very old setup of like... Asian horror Uh just with a bunch of modern twists on it, which is super cool. Yeah, because uh, they they really go into spirit photography in this movie. That's like kind of what the whole movie is about, which I mean, I know I've seen it in movies, but I don't think I've seen one that's been based solely around spirit. Like, because that is the, at its core, that is really what's going on. It's all, also like, a, you know, a spirit well, and well, stuff like e- that. Even deeper than that, it's the story of two lovers who do wrong to each other. Yeah. Which is like the basis for a lot of that storytelling. Like, that's true. Sort yeah. of like a, it's almost in the same vein as like the original story of La Llorona. Like it's a, oh, ve- yeah. it's a very lovers quarrel start, like kickoff. And this is this, cause that's the last one that me and you did together. I'm pretty sure it was La Llorona. And yeah. this is completely different than La Llorona. <laughs> yes. Very different. La Llorona is like all tell no show. This is just all show and tell. <laughs> like, yeah. They show you everything. So very excited to get into uh, into Shutter today, but let's talk about some horror news real quick. I had to stop putting stuff on the list. Usually I'm like barely getting three or four, but I had to stop because I have like five things because apparently shit's going on right now in the world of horror. Uh, first up, we've got 
Elizabeth Moss, star of Invisible Man, is leading a new thriller called Shell. Moss will star in Shell, which will be directed by Handmaid's Tale co-star Max Minghella. Um, in Shell, struggling actress Samantha, played by Moth, or Moth, Moss, is given an opportunity to get a free trial at Shell, a pioneering health and beauty company which promises to keep its clients looking, lo looking young forever. Samantha's life and career are transformed by the treatment and she develops a burgeoning friendship with Shell's CEO, the ultra-glamorous Zoe Shannon, played by, oh, Kate Hudson, nice, I did not read that far, I guess. When a string of former Shell patients go missing under mysterious circumstances, including popular social media star Chloe Benson, played by Kaia Gerber, Samantha starts to fear she may be in danger herself. So I am going to make a prediction. The prediction now. Okay. This is going to be a soiling green situation. <laughs> okay. Just based off reading that, the 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 beauty products mm. are made of people. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. But, well, no, because scientifically it makes sense. You use people to get all the latent stem cells, keeps you looking young forever. And I get extra points if in the movie she says, Shell is people! <laughs> All right, well, it's recorded. It's going on the episode. So um, mark this day down. If this does actually happen, then you get bonus points. Uh, no idea when that's coming out, but I assume sometime in the near future after this writer's strike uh, is done because we're in the midst of another WGA, whatever that stands for. I didn't look it up, uh, writer's strike. And we're going to get to that later for Stranger Things news. Because uh, that mo that show can't come quick enough, apparently. Yeah, it, and it, it'll be really interesting to watch <sighs> movies and TV for the next, like, six weeks. Because I don't know if any of our listeners remember, but that uh, year of 2007 yeah. <laughs> and how horrendously bad all TV was. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird to think that we're going through another one yet again. Oh, it's the Writers Guild of America. Yeah, I, I should have known that. Uh, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see how the next few months, weeks play out. But uh, going on to other things, Devin Sawa is going to be starring in a new horror movie called Madman. Oh, sorry, he's playing a wild madman in a movie called Consumed. Excuse me. Uh, if you don't know Devin Sawa, you might know him from Final Destination, or he was in the first two seasons of Chucky so far in sci-fi. Was he in Final Destination? The, like the main dude. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, like main guy. Uh, I, I can only <laughs> ever remember him by his stupid blonde hair. Yeah, <laughs> I know. No, most people don't know his name, but uh, he's also in Black Friday alongside Bruce Campbell. And then there's another movie called Hunter Hunter, which arrived in 2020 amidst the pandemic that kind of just got swept under the rug. So he's been doing stuff, obviously, since Final Destination. He's been working. Uh, but in this, Sawal will co-star alongside Courtney Havelson. Halver, oh my God, Halverson from Unfriended and Mark Famiglietti from Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines uh, will be Sawa's co-stars. They will play a married couple named Jay and Beth who are taking a celebratory camping trip a year after Beth's cancer remission, but they find themselves trapped between a wild madman, Sawa, and a skin-stealing monster. So... Are we talking like, like, are we talking Wendigo? Are we talking Skinwalker? <laughs> like, what is a skin-stealing monster? <laughs> You, you should know this. You know all the I, lore. So, I I mean, it really depends on what culture we're drawing on. Cause, That's true. Because, like, they've got, like, doppelgangers, which if we're going, like, old German lore, they do steal your body. We can go, like, old English body snatchers. We could go Wendigo. We could go Skinwalker. Okay. I'm sure Asian culture has some sort of body stealing 
it's actually for at least from what I'm what I'm seeing, skin stealer is it's just a, a type of monster, and it they're deceptively simple creatures. Uh, wait, is this? Hold on, they're stealth fourteen. Is this fucking like D and D shit? It's D and D. No, <laughs> never mind. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. This is obviously uh, either something that's in D&D that they're bringing into the real world. Because, yeah, all I'm getting is D&D results for Skin Stealer. Don't listen to me. Uh, but, yeah, you could go. I don't really think you know, Skinwalkers, they don't really steal skin. I don't think they're out for the thievery of someone's skin. They just. So I just went on Google and typed in skin stealing monster lore. Okay. First thing, Skinwalker. Second thing yeah. is a YouTube video of Backrooms lore. Oh, I just got there. Yeah. Whoa, skin stealers. Okay. So, oh, so maybe we're starting to get into like the new hooky spooky Backrooms monsters. Oh my god. Could they, there's so much you could do with the Backrooms. Well, no, and I think so much. So what might have happened is Hollywood crew run in Hollywood crew. Yeah. Somebody on this team probably heard that uh, what's his face got the deal with James Wan yeah. for the back rooms, and they're like, "Oh, let's fucking take some of this lore before it gets fucked out." Oh my god! I mean, it was only a matter of time before that someone else is trying to do something similar because yeah, that news was a few months ago. We found out about the backgrounds yeah. movie. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if people are like, Oh, that's now popular, like popular enough to get a movie. Let's capitalize on yeah. that. Or, or <laughs> it's, it's not too far out of an idea to pick one thing from yeah. and just drop it in. Oh man. Okay. I'm excited for that. Well, that's called consumed again. Keep you up to date with when that's coming out. Uh, it might be some time with this writer's strike. Uh, filming has begun on the It prequel series, Welcome to Dairy. Andy Machete and Barbara Machete are on board to produce. Jason Fuchs and Brad Caleb Caleb Kane will serve as the series showrunners. And a big chunk of the cast has already been hired. We've known all this for some time, but now thanks to a post made by Andrew Machete's Instagram over the weekend, it appears that the cameras have finally begun rolling. Um, it was a picture of a door that said Clint Bowers. And I'm like, the actor Clint Bowers? Because... <laughs> Why is he in this? But no, it's most certainly the grandfather of Henry Bowers, the teen who bullied the uh, who bullied and menaced the Losers Club in Machete's It films and in the Stephen King novel that inspired them. Uh, you'll recall that Henry's dad, Butch, was a dairy cop in Machete's films. Guessing Clint is Butch's dad, and we're further guessing that uh, he's just as dangerous as the rest of the family. Again, this all comes fr uh, from Fangoria. Um, I'm assuming this will probably be out. I mean, I don't know. With the writer strike, it could be longer, but I'm saying sometime next year, I would assume. So that's exciting. Uh, and then here we go. Production has been paused on the final season of Stranger Things because they already have enough time in between the seasons of years. They're like, we're fucking not going to do this. But it's because of the, the WGA writer's strike. Over the weekend, the Duffer Brothers tweeted out a joint statement which spelled things out in no uncertain terms. Uh, so they said, writing does not stop when filming begins. We're excited to start production with our amazing cast and crew. It is not possible during the strike. We hope a fair deal is reached soon and we can all get back to work. Until then, over and out. So we have have no idea when they're actually going to begin filming, but it's going to be whenever this is over. And I don't know how long it lasted in 2007, uh, but it could be a while <laughs> before they start. Well, actually... it lasted all of 2007. So then, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it could be a while. Uh, so, yeah, we have no idea when they're going to do it. But as soon as they can, they will be, you know, filming the final season. 
or at least they say it's the final season. I'm still going to hold them to that. This better be. This, this needs to be it. Just end it on a good note before it starts. Because every season I've enjoyed, you know, differently. But I've enjoyed all of them. So just don't don't kill it. Just do this one and then be done. And they're probably going to do a two-parter. Or was that? No, this was the two-part, right? Did they, Wasn't season? Four. Yeah, four was yeah. one. Okay, so this, yeah. this is part two. Okay. Well, and then no, just because what? I know Netflix. I guarantee you when this wraps up, they're going to wait three or four years all the cast is going to be older and they're going to be like, all right, you're doing a reunion and now you all have kids and it's going to be them. <laughs> It'll never end. Never ending story. I mean, they're doing it with Ghostbusters. Yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, they are. So, uh, so yeah, there's that. Uh, and the last thing I have here, which is kind of, ex- I, I fucking think this is amazing. Pedro Pascal has joined the cast of Zach Krieger's Weapons. If you haven't heard, back in January when we talked about it, Barbarian director Zach Krieger sparked a Hollywood bidding war with a script to his next project, a horror epic, quote, by the name of Weapons. It came down to Universal and New Line Cinema, the latter of which won the battle. And after offering Krieger an elaborate deal involving various guarantees, including a green light, controlling interest in a back-end pot and final cut of the film. So he's, like, in control, which, like, doesn't happen yeah. with with studios anymore. But, but I will say, when you come onto the scene with a movie like Barbarian, yeah. you, you, you kind of set the tone to put yourself in the horror space like Nolan does in the sci-fi space. Yeah. Nolan is one of the few directors that can go, hey, I got a new idea. I need $12 million. And they go, all right, here you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let, let us know when it, let it, let us know when it's done. And I think Zach Krieger is going to be one of those guys in horror. Yeah. Sort of like James Wan. Yeah. They, James Wan goes, hey, I need money. And they go, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like after all the hits that he had, you know, yeah. conjuring insidious Saul. They're just like, yeah. That's why I always say Malignant was the studio. It's just like, here's 20 million. Have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Go do whatever you want. So yeah, he kind of, uh, he's so respected, I guess, at this point. They're like, yeah, you do your own thing. You can do this without us. And I also wonder, just based on like naming qualities, if this is not going to be set in the same universe as Mm. Barbarian. Yeah. Because Barbarian uses weapons. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. I hope he just start names. Yeah, that is interesting to think about. I didn't even. I didn't even. That didn't even cross my mind. It would be cool if he just made his own fucking cinematic universe. Dude. Well, How well, cool and, would that be? And based on where he comes from, which is whitest kids, you know, they have like their own little in universe oh, yeah. stuff going on. So I would not be surprised if he was like, "Yep, this is just what I'm doing now." He's just ramping up for all this crazy shit that is going to just dump on us, and we're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, because Barbarian was upsetting. But yeah, when you come onto the scene with a movie that strong, your your people are just like, I don't, yeah, you don't need any help. Yeah. You've obviously got this down. And especially Uh, if Pedro Pascal is signing on to a horror project. Like, what? Yeah. Okay. I still haven't seen Last of Us, but I know he was great in that. So I'm excited. Uh, So who's Pascal playing? Not a clue. What is Weapons about? No fucking idea. Uh, New Line and Krieger are remaining silent on the details, but we do know that weapons will only benefit from Pascal's excellent screen presence, uh, not to mention his ever-rising popularity. So we are excited to hear that Pedro Pascal is involved. I mean, it's funny, too, because he, it's weird because he didn't really become like, I don't feel like he became super famous until Mandalorian, but he's had a very, very good career for, yeah. uh, for a long time. So I he's always been been there yeah i i think what it is is with the reach of the octopus of malice that is (laughs) disney um because i think literally after like the first four episodes of mando he was in like 
one thing every few months. Yeah, I like, mean, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, he was he just exploded onto the scene. So yeah, he's always been there, but yeah, I don't think he got really widely recognized. Oh no, well, no, you know where he got famous before Mando? What's that? Game of Thrones. Oh, see, I never watched that. Yeah, yeah he was okay. he's the sword guy that. Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah, that probably okay. That makes more sense because I was like, where I didn't really ever see him in anything until Mandalorian. I just never really watched many of his movies. So yeah, he's just super popular. But him being in a horror movie, fuck yeah, I'm down. I am very down. Uh, have you heard anything lately? Has anything come across the table? <laughs> not, not particularly. I've been sitting back and watching some stuff that I've already seen. Also. I got Jessica into a horror movie hole because she loves Paranormal Activity. Okay. So what I've been doing is like, all right, we'll watch Paranormal Activity 1 and then we'll watch something I want to watch. And then we'll watch Paranormal Activity 2 and then watch something Ah, I want to watch. Okay. So I'm peppering in the (laughs) really, really good shit. Yeah. So she'll watch it. it, I got her to watch uh, Underwater the other day. Oh, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, yes. I learned something disappointing. She didn't know who Cthulhu was. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Because I was like, you're going to see the reveal. And, like, I stood up in the theater and started cheering. Yeah, we were like, yeah. And, and she saw the reveal, and she's like, I don't get it. Like, no. <laughs> Why? I was like, but they give you the, re- see the little doodle of the statue? And she's like, yeah, I don't know what that statue is. I'm uh. like, no. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't know if you don't know about Cthulhu, then that does kind of take away from from the ending of the movie. And it was really funny because yeah. she was like, "It's so weird. the The more outside they go, the more insane they get. I don't know what's going on." I'm like, "Because that's what happens." <laughs> and she's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Have you never read about it?" And she's like, "No, I have no idea." Like now you have another <laughs> rabbit hole to go down. Shit. Uh, yeah. So if yeah, th- I mean that's why I gave it a half star extra because it was like a three and a half, and then the review happened. I'm like extra half star. I was like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Uh, so, okay, that's that's it with the horror news then. Um, let's get on to a AAPI fact, which is Asian American Pacific Islander. Uh, why is this, uh, why is AAPI in May? Perhaps one of the most interesting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Facts Month is why it's in May. The month was specifically chosen to commemorate the first Japanese immigrant to arrive in the U.S. on May 7th, 1843, as well as the completion of the Transcontinental Railroad on May 10th, 1869. The railroad, which opened up uh, the West Coast to expansion is intertwined with the AAPI community because nearly 20,000 Chinese laborers worked in hazardous, even deadly conditions for low wages to construct it. AAPI Heritage Month honors the contribution of those Chinese uh, immigrants and acknowledges their labor and sacrifice. So that is why it's being held so, in May. And one reason why this is actually a little extra important is because some of that information was a little whitewashed. Um, it was not low wages. It was no wages. Oh. They, the, these Asian immigrants worked for literal slave labor, yeah. basically. Okay. Well. And of those nearly 20,000, I think like 10,000 of them died in the process. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. So it's, it's much more respect needs to be put on those, those migrants than, some of the information that we're taught. Okay, yeah, I just, you know, like I. You, oh yeah, you no, go, for sure. You go scour the internet for facts, and this is what happens sometimes. So no, for sure, they can't always be perfect. <laughs> but I have you here to help. So now we now we're now we know even more. So that's why it takes place in May. Uh, if you were if you were wondering, 
We already talked about had we seen this. You had. I had not. This was a very first watch for me. Uh, let's get on to the IMDb summary here. We're talking about Shudder from 2004, which, crazily enough, if that's even a word, I don't think it is, uh, released on March 27th of 2007 for the what, U.S. premiere. What were you asking if it was a word? Crazily. I don't think. Oh. Yeah, I don't oh. think that's a word. I was like, dude, Shudder is definitely no. a word. <laughs> <laughs> no, it released... <laughs> It released three years later uh, as the DVD premiere in the U.S., so it took that long to get over here, uh, which is funny because then we get it, and then a year later, we remade it in 2008, so there you go. They're like, they're like, oh, we see this. We could do better. No, you can't. No, you can't. It's it almost is, like we have no original ideas. Uh, really? You're not kidding. Uh, not rated for mild sex and nudity, severe violence and gore, mild profanity, mild alcohol, drugs and smoking, and severe frightening and intense scenes coming in at an hour and 37 minutes. There is not one dull. I think there was one slow moment for like two minutes and then it went right back up. Yeah, the, the <laughs> opening. Yeah, like that was it. Yeah, the opening credits are the dull part. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Everything beyond that is just, it, it never stops. Every time you think like you've hit the climax of the movie and you're coming down, no, it just it just keeps going. Listed as a horror mystery thriller. Um, I'm going to cheat here because I had a hard time pronouncing these names. So I've gone to Google. I've input these names. And uh, she is going to say them much better than I uh, ever could because these names are these names are a little difficult. So we have, and I have this hooked in. Hopefully, this everybody can hear this. We have Van Jang Piss and Thanakin. There we go. Uh, who's also directed a movie called Phobia, Phobia 2. Which I have seen. Yeah, and The Medium, which we've reviewed on this show. Well, not like a full treatment, but we've talked about it. And uh, he's act there's actually a movie called Phobia, not the one I just said. It's Forbia. And that was going to be, that was the other option that we had for, yeah. for today. Uh, you Well, actually, so here's the crazy thing that happened with Shudder. So we couldn't find it anywhere. It's not streaming. I could. I was going to buy us like DVDs. I couldn't even find a DVD. So I'm like, all right, it's between Lotta Land and Phobia. Like, which one do you want to watch? You're like, let's do Lotta Land. I'm like, cool. And then I was going through the IMDb thing on here. I'm like, man, this IMDb is like, there's not, it was missing a lot of information. So I was like, okay, let's just do Rogue from Australia. They're part of the Pacific Islands and uh, we'll just do that. And then I ended up finding Shudder on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. That was posted a month ago. Which, <laughs> like, so. which, which by the way, if you do not have the user's like username uh -huh. and then search it, you will never Whoa. ever find this video really it is buried you can't wow. you can't even look up the user's um username and go to their profile and look through their videos what we were watching was an unlisted video oh geez <laughs> yeah I, I i was shocked when i literally just typed into google i was like shutter full movie youtube and then it popped up and i'm like oh and then i scrolled through it and i can made sure i could put captions on and i was like all right i guess this is how we're watching it so the quality wasn't the greatest. Uh, I would love to see it with like a very, you know, like a Blu-ray quality. But it also made it to me a little bit more fun because I was like, ooh, we're watching a weird green. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> where's the where's the spirits? <laughs> weird grungy movie. Yeah. So uh, directed by it's also uh, also helped direct was Park Pum Wong Pum. Uh, who has also done Phobia and Phobia 2. Uh, it's also written by both of the uh, people that I just said, or that Google just said. They uh, all wrote the movies they directed. So you got to love that. I love a writer-director because usually you get some pretty good movies off of them. Let's see. And then we, oh, it was also written by one other person. Sapon Sokta Fizzit. 
who also wrote Phobia, Phobia 2, and Lotta Land. So all the, and this is why I was like, okay, this, I like that we found Shudder because all these uh, people that have directed and written these movies are all kind of working together because really. And then went on to evolve from Shudder into Phobia 2 and Lotta Land, yeah. which are indefinitely way better movies. Than Shudder? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, I, I think get, so. I get, wow, okay. I think so. But it also shows where they came from and the quality that they were okay. Like, they didn't start from shit and then- yeah, No, more, yeah. <laughs> they started from quality and then made greatness. Then made greatness, yeah. So I love that all the- and, and, and also, from Thailand, there's not a lot of horror movies that I could find. And then the ones that I could find were tough to get our hands on, like Shudder, for example- I couldn't find a Blu-ray, a DVD. I couldn't find a digital copy. It wasn't even for fucking rent on Amazon. Yeah. Like, that's how hard it was to find this movie. So I'm excited that some hacker <laughs> apparently <laughs> uploaded it to YouTube. Thank you. Uh, then we have composed by... Chache Pongprapa Fan. Who's also composed Phobia 2 and The Medium. So again, everyone just seems... Everyone behind the scenes is just working with each other. And I... I really like that because especially if you I'm, I'm definitely going to go watch these other movies just to see how much it progresses. Oh, yeah. Because the medium is like five stars. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. So I want to see the in-between uh, between Shudder and uh, the medium. And then we have cinematography by Miramon Ross, uh, who also did the cinematography for Phobia and Phobia 2. So, again, you've got literally every single person I've mentioned so far has been involved in at least one of the same movies. Um, it was edited by Manup Bunvipat, who only edited this movie, and I and that's where I was like, "Damn, I thought everyone was going to be involved." <laughs> so yeah, this is the only movie they've ever edited. That's it. Um, and then we have starring. I can say this one. This one's pretty easy. It's Ananda Everingham as Tun, who was also in a movie called Red Eagle as Red Eagle. Um, I've never seen it, but that was like one of his top credits. So I just figured I'd mention it. And then we have Nat the Wiranuch Thongmi. As Jane, who only has 15 credits, nothing that I that I could recognize. Uh, most of these people did not do anything else that I had seen. Uh, we also have Akita Sakamana as uh, I think that was Natre. Was that I think that's how you say her name, Natre or Natre? Yeah, except except the pronunciation that they were using in the movie sounded like they were saying Nah. Oh, okay. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, she was also in something called Thirteen Game of Death as Tong. Uh, then we have Unop Shampable. Who was so okay? So we have Tun, and then we have Ton. So yeah. it's T U N, and then T O N N. Luckily, Ton isn't in too much of the movie, so it won't get that confusing. Well, it's and, mainly Ton and Jane, and the, <laughs> and the two times he is like visible, like actively in the movie. The first time you meet him, you're like, all right. And then the second time you you meet him, like he hasn't been in the movie yeah. up until that second point. And I was like, who the fuck is yeah. this? It's like, who, and then he says his name. I'm like, oh, that's the guy from the big, like, what the fuck? And he wasn't wearing glasses yeah. and his hair was longer. I was very confused. I was very confused because I thought it was going to be the spirit, but it was some dude that was living. I was like, who the fuck? And last but not least, we have... Titikar and Tongpraserth. As Jim. And he was only in like the beginning. He was like at the very, like at the beginning table, I think. That was pretty mm -hmm. much it. Uh, estimated budget of nothing I could find. Did did uh, gross $7 million. Uh, its movie is filmed in Lamluka, Thailand. You can watch this on YouTube for free until it gets taken down. That is the only place I could find it. Movies that came out around the same time. We've got Black Snake, Moan, Wild Hogs, Zodiac, 300, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, Dead Silence, The Hills Have Eyes 2, Shooter, Blades of Glory, Meet the Robinsons, Grindhouse, and Disturbia. What a time to be alive. <laughs> I, 
I did not realize that Grindhouse and and Disturbia came out roughly at the same time. Neither did I. I thought that was separated by like three and a half years. I knew Grindhouse was 2007. I thought Disturbia was like 2009. Easy. Like, easy. I thought Disturbia was like... 2011. No, because I was working at the theater when that came out. Shia LaBeouf was still like kind of a kid at this yeah, point. He did this and Transformers like in the same couple of years, and he was still like teenager, maybe maybe early 20s, but I doubt it. Uh, specific horror moments. You said you wanted to guess one of mine. Oh shit, where do we so go? I'm since you said one, there were two. two. Three, I have five. <laughs> okay. So you mentioned you mentioned to me you had two. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So the first one is gonna be my okay. horror moment as well. The scene where he's looking really hard at the photo and the face snaps to oh, look at yeah. him. Okay. Yeah. So that's number one. And then number two would be the flip book. Of pictures. Oh, yeah. Yeah, boom! Yeah, that was the... And then there was... I had, Like I said, I had so many. Uh, another one was the dark room scene with the running water when the chick just comes out of the sink. That was fucking crazy. The flashing sequence in the studio, which we'll get to. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the jump scare on the trunk. Fucking shit. Jump scare on the trunk. When they're driving like 100 oh, miles oh, yeah. an hour. <laughs> well, well, see, I, I, like to, oh, I like to go... Fuck. I like to go like... Five seconds past that, where he's driving, he looks over at his girl, and she's in the window, yeah. hanging onto the car. Yeah, well, that scared me. But then she disappeared. And then she's, and then the jump scare on the back of the trunk. I was like, that was, that was very well crafted. You guys did a great job. I don't know how the fuck you did that, but you did it. Uh, so my favorite. So there really isn't any kills, and this isn't my favorite. But the most upsetting death for me was definitely Ton. Holy shit, just jumping off the balcony. I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that's great. Um, did you have a, I mean, that's really, like I said, there's really not any kills. That's really the only person you see die. Yeah. So I, I am going to alter this into favorite act of violence. Okay. <laughs> All right. Where Natre is sitting in the dark room floor with the piece of glass and just oh, yeah. slicing yeah. her hand oh, consistently. I, I was like, I was ah, sitting there, I was ah. like, <laughs> Anytime someone grabs a sword and they and they do that or like the yeah oh no I can't do that. Uh, my favorite character was probably just Jane because she was definitely the most wholesome person in the movie and wasn't a raging bag of shit. Because <laughs> you some stuff happens when you realize what what's really going on. You're like man, you guys are all kind of pieces of shit. So I have to go with Jane because she was definitely the most like innocent person in the movie. Well, I guess. Uh, Natre was probably the most innocent, but Jane was my uh, was my favorite and least favorite for me was probably a ton, honestly, because you'll see why. Uh, yeah. Did you have any? Uh, my favorite character was the uh, Photoshop clerk. He's mm. great. He's hilarious. He's, yeah, he is good. He's in a few scenes. He's really <laughs> and, good. And he's just that little moment of reprieve, like that little shining light At in the, the end, darkness, yeah. where you're just like, <laughs> where you're just like, oh, thank you for being here. It's over. It's over. <laughs> Um, and then my least favorite character would, pro- mm, I don't know. It would probably either be Ton or uh, Natra's mom. Oh, yeah. She's fucking creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, okay, so let's do IMDb summary here. A young photographer and his girlfriend discover mysterious shadows in their photographs after a tragic accident. They'll soon learn that you cannot escape your past. And boy, is that a very true summary. 
So, like we mentioned earlier, it starts off with like a group of people. They're just all around the table. They're drinking. They're having fun. One of them's like, let's drink till we drop. We learn about Jane. She's in her fourth year of, I assume, college. Because <laughs> at, at first I was like, I don't think she's in high school. She's got to be fourth year of college. So, Jane's in college. Um, and then you find out one of them is kind of a raging asshole who just cheats on his wife. I think that was Ton. Yeah, that yeah, was Ton. That was Ton. And, and let's be clear. <laughs> Where they are in the relation to the beginning of the movie, that is Ton's wedding. Is it? That is Ton's wedding. He is getting married then. Oh, wow. That's the reception. Wow. Okay. Then that makes sense. Okay. That's why they were all dressed up. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. And he's literally talking about cheating on his wife. And and then she walks up. And I'm like, dude. Wow. what What a fucking asshole. So then we focus, and then it really focuses on Jane and Ton after that. They don't foc- They don't really have many more of those group of characters come back, except for towards the end. So it's really just focused around Jane and Ton. Well, it's explained why. Yeah, it's explained why. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, so while they're chatting on the way home, uh, Jane gets distracted. She ends up hitting a girl. Uh, they go, And then she's like, I'll go check. And then Ton is like, nah, we got to go away. So here's my question. Uh, if... Well, I guess I have to ask that when we're going into spoilers. I'll come back to that. Um, Because I have the answer for you. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) I I either thought you were going to say I have the same question or you have the answer. So good, thank you. I I have the answer. So that's when I immediately was like, there's your ghost. You're hitting someone and running away. So uh, then we cut to the graduating class. And this is where my... Okay, so Tun is obviously a professional photographer. He photographs weddings. He photographs graduations. But like... Was that just what he was doing? He was just photographing the graduation for the for the college, or like no? Uh, so God damn it, what's her name? Um, Nook. Yeah, that's either Tons or Jane's sister. Uh, yeah, because she asks where Jane is, and you yeah. know, Tons like, ah, oh, she had something to do, uh, but she's obviously still very upset from the accident because. Ton is just trying to like sweep it under the rug and she's like, I don't understand how you can act so normal. Like you're acting like nothing is happening. And she's like, dude, I haven't slept since that night. So she wasn't at the graduation because she's she's going through it, which makes sense. And let it be known that in this accident, after what happens, happens, Ton's like, fucking drive. Yeah. Drive away. Get, go. go. Yeah, go. go. So she went really went against her will, uh, you know, at Ton's request. So. Uh, and she goes on to say, like, yeah, it's easy for you to say it didn't happen. You weren't behind the wheel, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, you know, I can understand why she's very, very upset. And this is when stuff, like, stuff already starts happening. I think we're maybe, like, eight minutes in. Maybe. Because he goes to get f- photos developed. Because, yes, back in the day, <laughs> if, if you didn't know this, if you're a young listener, we had to go to this place and give them the negative to our camera roll. And then they would See, develop the fucking pictures. And here, this is my I love the Photoshop guy, yeah. but here's my biggest fucking gripe in the movie. What? My second biggest gripe okay, in the movie. What is that? You have a fucking dark room. Why are you paying oh, yeah. to have prints done? Yeah, I don't know. I always wondered that. Secondarily, spe- maybe be- maybe because it's quicker, honestly. You know what I mean? Like it's probably quicker for them to just develop them than him to, you know, if he's, very if he's got a business he's running where he's doing all this stuff, he might just not have time. But no, I, I've said the same thing. I'm like, you have a dark room. And then second so- and then secondarily, on the dark room, nobody in this movie knows how a fucking dark room works. <laughs> what do you mean? So when the lights are red, that yeah. means the dark room is active. You can't just open a door and come oh, in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, have yeah. to cover the chemicals and cover the negatives. There's a bunch of work that you have to do before you can 
enter and exit a dark room. I think that's just... And you can't just <laughs> enter and exit with the red lights on. It's funny because every time you see like a dark room in, in movies, they do exactly that. Like they don't ever really wait. They just like, I can go in and out. Like they do the same thing in Saw. I'm pretty sure he just walks in and out. No problem. Yeah. And you're like, okay. So yeah, they probably have to do that, but you're right. They I, <laughs> I skipped basically my entire sophomore year of high school to spend in the photo department <laughs> developing pictures for kids for money. Oh my God. <laughs> Hustling. Hey, my, my, my photography teacher was like, yeah, just don't cause any trouble in there. <laughs> Man, it was a different time when we were in high school. Uh, so when he gets the photos, Ton notices these like distortion, like white, I don't know. What, what would you describe it as? They're just like white streaks of. Yeah. I mean, it looks Honestly, it looks like what the um, photo guy said as overexposure. Yeah, because he blames the photo guy. And then I love the I love the photo guy. He's like, oh, you're going to blame me, motherfucker? He pulls out the negative and he's like, yeah, it's on the negative, bitch. Well, <laughs> and right before he says that, he says, you take great photos, I'm a genius. You take bad photos, it's my fault. It's my fault, yeah. <laughs> so... They find out it's on the negatives. They go back later. Or later, Jane goes back. Because do they live together? Is that like their place or is it Tun's place? Because it's, it's not really just like established. I think it's just Tun's place. But okay. Jane is consistently just over there. Yeah, because she goes over there and the, the, the dark room is locked and Tun's not answering. You can clearly hear water dripping. Uh, and then the fucking like door handle starts shaking violently, and then the door opens slowly. There's nobody inside, but the sink is overflowing with water, as you can clearly hear. And she notices when she goes over to the sink, it looks like someone's hair or something is in the water, and the the head slowly starts to rise. And she backs up, and fingers curl over the edge of the sink, and then she starts pushing herself out of the sink. I Fucking horrifying. <laughs> I will say it was horrifying for a second until it was like, all right, you're moving too slow. Yeah, because then she it like cuts to Jane at the door and then cuts back to her and she's fully out of the sink with her hand out like Eleven style. And then she just fucking screams. But then we realize it's a uh, it's a fucking dream. And I'm like, you know, usually I'm mad at those situations. I'm not mad at that dream sequence at all. That was fucking great. Because usually I'm like, oh, what a cop out. But honestly, I was like, I'll, I'll allow it. Because typically I'm like, oh, those are just like fake scares. You know what I mean? Yeah. But honestly, in this movie, I really took that as, even though it might be a dream that she had, that's definitely a warning of, of yeah, what's no, about to well, come. And, and see, that <laughs> that's why I had no gripe. Because yeah. This is not the first, nor will it be the last dream sequence of this movie. Right, yeah. Well, actually, it is the first dream sequence of the movie. Yeah. It's not going to be the last one. And But what's nice is it's not like, oh, this is just a way to do a scare without actually doing the scare. Yeah. This is... Okay, this this has merit to the story going on. Yeah, no, it does, and because and because every scare reveals just a little bit more of what's going on too. Yeah, so. it's very very well done story wise. So yeah, that's why I wasn't mad at it because I was like, this is obviously foreshadowing of what's to come, and it's like again, this is maybe like twenty minutes in we're talking here. Um, so when they're going through the photos, they see a ghostly figure in the assembly, or like when everyone gets together for the picture, because he saw her. When he went to go take the picture, you see, but like, she's clearly like a person and when he's panning across with his camera, but in the actual photo, you can see there's like a ghostly image of a girl, which that's one of your horror moments. And he's looking at it and then it just, it doesn't slow. I thought it was going to slowly turn and I was like, it's not going to be creepy, but then it's just like, bam. And I'm like, okay, you got me. <laughs> you which, got me. Which is a nut. So that bam, what, what, <laughs> one of the little tiny qualities that I love in this movie 
is their their music cues are so short and dinky. Yeah. Like, it's not like a boom, like you get in a lot of horror movies. Yeah. It's literally just like a pink. Yeah, it's like, boom. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Why are you doing that? And it's on every jump scare. They give you that little pink. Yeah. And it <laughs> fucking freaks me out every time. It's so much more jarring than the big, like, or the, the screechy violins. Yeah, because that's just, that's just loud and aggressive. But yeah, the then, short... Yeah. And the other thing that's really great about this is once the scare's done, they move the fuck on. Yeah. They go, all right, next thing. Next go, thing. Move. And so you're just left there like, is something else going to happen? I don't know. Yeah, there's there's, there's never a moment where the scare lingers or you're like, was this a pre-scare for a bigger scare? Yeah. No, it's like, boom, there's the scare. All right. Bye. Next, moving on. Yeah. Uh, then the, one day, I think the next day, they're driving home because uh, in the wreck, they swerved and, you know, hit the girl, but also hit like a billboard. And they're driving past it and they're like, oh, what's going on? Like, ah, oh, just fixing a billboard. No big deal. Someone was probably fucking drunk. And they're like, well, did it, was anybody found? Like, did they find anybody? I'm like, no. And then Jane's like not convinced. And she's like, well, you, do, you didn't find it's like tons like hey, are you sh sure like, are you sure it's like tons like shut the fuck up Morty, stop stop and the maintenance man is just looking at her like what like, what <laughs> and this is where i have a question because jane's still not convinced and ton calls somebody and is like make sure that no one was reported missing or injured I'm like, who the fuck did he call it is he just have a friend at the police station no he called uh ton oh okay Be i didn't i didn't know that okay no because remember later on in the movie he says Ton said he would take care of it. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, there's no one there. No one, no, you know, no one's been found that night. Um, and she's, you know, Jane is like, I still, she still can't believe it. Um, she's like, even if that person is okay, there's still something in those photos. I'm like, that is a fucking factual statement, Jane. Factual. So yeah, you know, Ton's like, nah, it was just bad exposure. But when he checks a negative of the group photo from earlier, the face is still there. Uh, and then he develops it in the dark room and the face, oh, this is where the face looks at him. Okay, after he develops it, blah, 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 whatever. So yeah, he takes the uh, photos to the developer he saw earlier. And the guy in there is like, I think there's a spirit haunting you. But then he's like kind of joking. So you don't really think he's serious. Like he, and, then, and then he goes, if you want to see real ghosts. Yeah. And then he hands him a like book, like a magazine yeah. that has spirit photos on it. And in the same time frame of him doing that, Jane, Jane is walking around and finds the same magazine on a, like a, like like a newsstand. Yeah, newsstand. Yeah. So she finds that, and then uh, this is one of my the most well-crafted scares, I think, in the whole movie, is when she goes home and walks into the dark room next to Tun. Tun sees her, but like doesn't make eye contact with her. Here's a phone ring, goes to grab it, and it's fucking Jane on the other end of the line, and it's like, oh, I'll be home shortly. And he's like, fucking, you just were right next to me. Goes in there. There's nothing in the, in the dark room. I thought that was so fucking brilliant, because I was like, when she walked in, I'm like, she seems kind of like stiff when she was walking in what's up with that oh it's not actually jane well and and, and, <laughs> and see i originally chalked that up to she's still fucking stressed about the wreck and or, she yeah and she just bought a magazine on ghost photos and she feels like she's having ghost photos she's walking in to be like hey i think we got a ghost <laughs> like that's how i read the situation yeah. and then that happens i'm like ah <laughs> i don't like no! it <laughs> 
So simple yet so effective. Uh, and you know, Tun eventually starts complaining of his neck hurting, which is which is an important part to remember. Uh, and you know, J- Jane's best like, just, reveal of the whole best movie. reveal of the whole movie. Jane's like, "Well, just go to the doctor." And Tun's like, "Nah, it'll be fine." And then they eventually go. I guess they go to like the owner or the runner. Sorry. They go to the person who runs the magazine of the spirit photography in yeah. it, and they find out it's pretty much all a sham. Um, there does appear to be some real photos, though, when the owner brings out the uh, Polaroids. Which, which I think is hilarious, because all the real ghost photos, he has, like, hidden away in a book, like, yeah. not out for people to see, which I think is hilarious, because they're faking all the ones they're publishing, and all the ones they're not publishing... Yeah. Are the real ones. Are, are, yeah. And even like, uh, it's really funny too because Jane asks, you know, so, okay, so is every photo fake? He pulls out the ones that aren't fake. And then there's a photo that appears to be uh, resembling, you know, the man's mother. And he's like, you know, I took this after she passed away. This is the evidence that I have. And uh, he mentions that spirits typically, or some spirits will, you know, long for their loved ones. And then he goes on to say that these are more than just macabre urban legends, like they're signs. And I was like, that's exactly what I was saying so- about the dream. <laughs> So in real quick, I don't know if you noticed what the photo was. So when they're waiting for the boss to come out and talk to them about the ghost photos, yeah. remember how Jane goes, look at this photo. And they both look and it's this weird fucking cropped Polaroid. Yeah. That's their car after the accident. I thought it looked familiar, but I wasn't sure. And I, yeah. didn't, I didn't rewind it because I had to finish it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was their car. But who took the photo? Yeah. Who took the photo? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, there's little subtle details in this movie that if you notice really add to the whole just awesomeness of this movie. Uh, so then the man asks Jane and Tun, he's like, why would a dead person return to a living without a message to convey? He's like, most importantly, he believes that the shadows are related to someone in the picture, father, mother, lover, or someone they maligned in life. Maligned is spoke about in an injurious way, harshly or unfairly criticized. I didn't know what that was, so I had to look it up. So those are the people that are typically attached to the living and are trying to send them a message. Um, Tun asks how we can believe these are real and not faked. The man says, what about the Polaroids? And then pulls out all the Polaroids. And he's like, you love the Polaroids are fucking creepy. Yeah. And he goes on to say, he's like, how could you fake these? You load the film and press the shutter. There's nothing like you can't fake that. The photo ejects. Like, how could they be faked? So um, Jane is curious as to what the spirits want. The man responds. Perhaps the answer is in the photo, which probably is so uh there's there between now or between what i was saying and like towards the end of the film there's a lot of good scares uh like a lot of good scares like i said the whole um tons in the uh studio taking pictures of a bride and groom the lights go out and then it's just like flashing and there's really good jump scares in there i thought those were very well done with oh yeah the spirit being in the photos or being in front of the camera and then like it was so well done and then later on the doctor this is another horrifying moment because he goes to the doctor finally for his neck they prescribe him something and while he's getting the prescription written the nurse or whatever it literally says uh lying bastard yeah you and lying he, bastard and he's like excuse me and she's like what he's like okay uh and then he and then, you know, when she said it the first time, the camera was behind her. And now when she goes down to keep writing, you can see her lips moving. And she says, lying bastard, like over and over. And, and her voice starts gets to, yeah. deeper and deeper and yeah. more modulated. And you're just like, ooh. And then he gets scared and runs away, as anyone would do. Literally the hair on my neck. I'm not even kidding. Fucking stood up during that scene. I was like, oh, that was so creepy. So many good scenes in this fucking, uh, in this movie. And then we have another dream sequence with Tun this time. But again, it's, you know, it's a dream, but it's also definitely some sort of warning. Like it's not, they don't just throw those in there for no reason. Yeah, no. 
It's very there, there. There is very little in this movie that is done with no reason. Correct. Yeah. I, I don't. Everything that they and even when I was when we were talking about like who did he hit? Now I know because I was wondering like okay we know what happens to this girl. How did he hit her in the car? So now that all makes perfect sense to me. I have no <laughs> I have no issues with this movie. Uh, but this is when it gets really creepy because after waking up from this dream, Tun hears his uh, front door slowly creak open. I'm thinking it's going to be the spirit. It ends up being Tan who's there asking for the photos. And you're, and you're like, what photos, dude? Like, what are you talking about? It's like, where did you hide the photos? They get into a little scuffle. And then Tan's like, okay, I'm going to call your wife. Like, I don't know what's going on. And when he goes to call her, Tan sees something. I'm assuming the spirit because he looks behind him and his eyes get all wide. And then when Tun turns back around, he's gone. <laughs> you're no, just like, what's so happening in this fucking movie? So no, what? here's what I think it is. Okay. I think that Tan saw the reveal of what's going on with Tun. Oh, And shit. that scared him so bad to oh, jump out the window. because There was a mirror behind him. He didn't look behind him. He looked up and behind him. Oh, yeah, he did. So he got to see what was actually going on, and oh. that's what scared him. And he's like, fuck, I'm out. Oh, and espe okay. Especially because he saw it right after he said, where did you hide the pictures of that bitch? Yeah. And then he looks up and then jumps out the window. Oh, my God. No, 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 he doesn't jump out the window yet. This is when Tan is at Tun's place. He, yeah. he he doesn't jump out yet. He no he no. Tan jumps out. Not of not of not in the scene though. That's so when, it's like right after. No 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 because they're in Tun's apartment when this happens. He just leaves and when he goes to find Tan later at his oh, apartment, yeah, 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 yeah. everything's disheveled. Everything is fucked. Like his whole house is completely destroyed. And he's looking for him, and that's when he can't find him. And then yeah, he turns back around to Tun. He just fucking yeets himself over the window or through the window or I guess off the balcony rather. There's no windows. And then this is when. Jane meets up with Tan. We eventually see Tan's wife who comes in because they're waiting, I guess, in the lobby of his building. She's like, what was bothering him? What was going on? They say they don't know. And then she blames it on them. She's like, it's the gang's fault. The other two members of this uh, of the group already killed themselves as well. And I, I'm just sitting there. When she, cause she, what she said was, you guys have killed yourself already or something like that. And I was like, wait, yeah. are they dead? She was like, no, two of the other members of the group have killed themselves. They've committed suicide. So you're at this point, you're like, what is this? Some final destination <laughs> shit. Like there's so much revealed in this movie. I really thought it was just going to be this guy saw things in a fucking picture, tried to investigate it, got himself wrapped up into the, like the, the fucking path of this spirit. And then just was tormented. This goes so much deeper no, and, and, than I ever thought it would. And it's like, Oh, here's a reveal. Peel that one back. Oh, fuck another layer. Yeah. Oh, here's a reveal to that layer. Peel it back. Oh, like, fuck another like, layer. Holy shit. How many layers are we going down here? So um, this is when Jane can. So Jane, uh, at one point before I forgot to mention, Jane finds a picture. Actually, she finds like uh, an album where uh, Tun and Natre are together in a photo. She's with the gang in one of the photos. And you're just like, okay, what's going on? So she confronts Tun with the picture of him and the girl. And he looks visibly kind of shocked for a second she's like where did you get that uh jane says she's the shadow in the photos right like how is this connected to you so we're gonna leave it there now we'll go on to spoilers so we know that at this point because you get a big flashback of this reveal ton and natre were dating uh they kept it quiet he felt sorry for her she loved him a lot she bought him a camera um and then we see a scene where tom ton and his friends are bullying her and they're in an elevator and he's in the back not really knowing what to do while his friends just kind of sit there and berate her i'm just like yeah, that's a weird situation to be in and then uh 
she's obviously upset by this and she threatens to kill herself over it because I think he's trying to leave her and he didn't know what to do. Um, and that's when Tan tells Tun <laughs> that it will be taken care of and then they never saw her again. But... What you don't know is the fact that okay, you explain that you're gonna explain okay. you're gonna explain it better than I will. So the so Ton asks Ton to take care of it. Yes, because he is too weak willed to Spineless. do anything. Well, no, because Natre says I'll kill myself if you leave me. Yeah. So Ton goes to his best friend Ton and says, "I need to get rid of this bitch. I can't be the reason she kills herself." Correct. So while she is doing what I assume is undergrad work at the college, um, Ton and the goon squad, as Jim is the only other one I know, (laughs) they come in and get drunk, start harassing her and start to sexually assault her, which is the one part of the movie I did not need. I'm like, really? Did we have to go to assault, like sexual assault? But see, so here's the thing. So the situation, um, Ton shows up thinking everything would have already been taken care of. Right. Finds the group forcing themselves on her and the group says, take a picture so she can't blab. That is very specifically an Asian culture thing that's happened in like a lot of movies and anime. Like, I guess the idea is the woman shouldn't have been in the situation to have had that brought upon her in the first. Oh my God. Well, well, no, (laughs) like she should not have been out alone thing okay like okay, she yeah. is she is going around and doing stuff without protection so oh. obviously she feels she can take care of herself or she is doing that on purpose oh so interesting take the picture so she can't blab this is our proof that she was here she called us here okay it, so it's like i was wondering why they said take a picture i'm like that's you assaulting her what's that gonna do no okay. it, it's a cultural thing okay so then after that Natre goes home and kills herself. Yeah. Which is why the mother keeps the body. Correct, yeah. And that's the other thing I was wondering. I was like, he, who the fuck did he hit in the street? How did the mom get the body? Her ghost. Yeah, I that know. Was, that, so I that, know. <laughs> that, that, that was the beginning of the haunting. Yeah. That was, all right, the, the spirit is now restless enough to convey the message. Correct, yeah. And my, my thought was that the original haunting was just... Her supposed to be saying, hey, I'm here. Get rid of the photos. But because he hit her, because they hit her and then left again, that was the second maligning. Okay. Which turned the spirit from benign into malevolent. That, at least that's what I think. No, that makes the most sense. See, that ex- that explains everything a lot more because uh, that, was my, that was my biggest issue besides the sexual assault. I was like, okay, if she died who did they hit in the road makes perfect sense now because yeah the mom's holding on to the body and they eventually are like you we need to put the soul at rest the soul is restless like she obviously has unfinished business so they're thinking let's just cremate her to put her to rest i'm like that's not gonna work nope you don't just that's not how it ends and it's that's not how it ends because after they do the little ceremony for her Stuff is, you know, it seems to be fine. You know, uh, Jane goes to the guy to to develop photos and he's like, oh, where did you guys go on vacation? They went to the beach, blah, blah, blah. But then on the second roll of photos that she has, which there is a setup for those pictures being taken because at one point when they're sleeping on the couch, the camera zooms into another camera or like, you know, pans up to one. And I was like, what's the point of that? No, that was the, that was the camera that 
um, ton threw across the room and that landed on the floor. That wasn't a Polaroid. They, they zoom into one picture when they're sleeping, or Cameron. I thought that was the camera that she got him, like, that she put around his, his neck. Oh, maybe. I thought it was the camera that got thrown, because we've already had pictures that the ghost has taken. Yeah. So I thought that was just pictures that the ghost had taken. Well, yeah, because the one that they have developed is... I love how she does this. She sees something in the photos and she takes them home and puts them together and flips through them like a book. And it's the spirit go like crawling up onto like the shelf and then like looking at the camera. So Jane goes over to the shelf looking for something. And, you know, of course, in like in how it happens in movies, they look around, something falls on the ground and boom, there it is. They they spot what she needs. And it's the negatives, right, from yeah. the, the attack on Ton and his goons or his, you know, his squad. And those are the pictures that Ton took. So now... Jane knows the full story of like, oh, so you're the reason that she died. Um, or, you know, I guess not the reason that she died, but you assaulted someone basically. Like you stood there and let it happen. And his excuse is like, I didn't know what to do. It's like, do something. <laughs> like Intervene. Don't let them just assault her like this. Like, you got to do something. But I guess if he was willing to have him, you know, his friends take care of her, I guess he really wasn't worried. That's why I didn't like him. Because I was like, your motives are weird. Yeah. Dude. I was like, I don't get your motives. So towards the let's get let's get to the end of this movie here because there's a very creepy scene where Tun is being chased by the spirit towards the end of the movie like she's walking on the ceiling she's climbing down the ladder oh my god <laughs> oh and then he eventually they, like, they do the actor that played Natra's ghost did so a creepy. fucking like some Doug Jones level shit. Yeah, it was creepy. I don't know how they set that shot up. I really don't. Because they're literally on the side of a building in the pouring rain. And Ton is trying to, you know, carefully I, I, go I, down. I, I honestly think that they were like, yeah, we're just going to tie a rope around your waist. And you're going <laughs> to climb down down this ladder. <laughs> it was it was such a crazy shot. And he actually falls off that ladder. And uh you think that's the end for him, but he miraculously survives. And, uh, oh, that's when they have the uh, cremation. And they're like, oh, it's over. Everything's over. But then, yeah, that's when they pick up photos from the guy. They see the ghost in the photos. And uh, that's when Jane leaves. And Ton at this point is like, all right, where are you? Like, come on. I know you're here. And he starts taking pictures around the apartment. Doesn't get anything. <laughs> That that's the funny one of the funniest parts of the movie because he's finally at the point where he's like I'm gonna fight this yeah ghost. I will fight you <laughs> and I consistently think like if I if I see a ghost like lifting its head off the edge of my bed the first thing I'm gonna do is try and kick that ghost in the face that's true why does nobody ever try and fight the ghost I don't know <laughs> like why they've got a corporeal form of some sort if you can clearly see them just hit that bitch because <laughs> like does does the fight in fight or flight never take place in any horror movie? I don't think except so. Except for, uh, what was it, Sabrina, where they have the whole like Mortal Kombat sequence <laughs> against the demon. Like, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only one. So even he, so he can't find anything. He gets fed up, throws the Polaroid at the, at the ground, and it actually takes a photo of him. And when it spits it out, you realize that his neck has been hurting this whole time because the ghost is sitting on his fucking neck the entire movie and he actually turns around in the mirror and sees her on top of him and yeets himself out of a window and somehow survives that too. I don't know how he's alive. He's in the hospital or well, the- Well, because they had to take out part of his brain. He's, I don't know if he's in the mental asylum or where he is, but he ends up 
No, no. So what happens is you can see from the scar that he landed on his head. Yeah. And most likely what happened is he landed on his head and hemorrhaged like the entire half of his brain. That's why he has a scar coming from like the middle of his forehead all the way back down. I'm just shocked that he lived. Like, well, so that's, (laughs) have you ever seen the movie old boy? No. Okay. So something in Asian cinema is they don't do little bows and happy endings. If you are destined by the spirits to be tortured, that's your destiny. So no matter, so no matter what happens, you're not getting rid of it. I just, yeah, I just, I, so I guess that's why he doesn't die because yeah, when he's in the mental asylum or wherever he is, the hospital, you can see he's fucked up. Uh, Jane comes in to visit him. And when the door shuts, you can see the reflection of ton and she is still sitting on his shoulders. So he's fucked. And then that's how it ends. It's just like, that is so bleak. I am so upset. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, like I said, the only problem I had was, you know, we're, we're like an hour and 30 minutes in or an hour and 20 minutes in this movie. Why are we doing sexual assault? That's literally my only problem with this movie at this point. So let's move on to, I, I guess, overall thoughts and we'll go into reviews real quick. Uh, I, like I said, I like the only thing I didn't like was the sexual assault. Everything else was perfect. <laughs> it was fucking wild. Uh, I don't know how you felt about this on your second watch or third watch. Um, so I gave it a little bit lower of a rating than when I first saw it, mostly because we were watching it on YouTube yeah. with poor quality. Yeah. And I'm sure if I can find a proper release, I will alter my rating. But because it had been so long, I only gave it a three. Oh, wow. Not a certified slap. Damn. Uh, it's still good. Okay. It's still good. It's just not a slap because the the actual visual quality okay. wasn't there. And like I said, if I can find a real release of it, it's I am my, yeah. more than happy to change yeah. my rating. It is my goal in life to find an actual good copy of this. So uh, I gave it a four and a half. And I mainly because... It kept going. I thought it was going to be over many times before it was actually over. I was watching it in the daytime and I was petrified. Like if I <laughs> watched this at night on my surround sound, like I don't even know. I will tell you. I So I watched this once all the way through and then I was like, you know what? I want to see some because okay. YouTube has playback speeds. Oh, yeah. Watch this movie at 1.5 oh, and God. it's fucking hilarious because oh everything is so quick and animated except for the scares. So you get people like wiggle walking <laughs> really fast down a hallway and then this long extended scare. Jesus Christ. It's hilarious. All right. I'll have to do that. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the after review stuff here. Taglines. The most terrifying images are the ones that are real. Yeah. Trivia has been remade three times. Civi is the Indian remake from 2007. Shudder, the American remake from 2010. And Click, not the one with Adam Sandler, is the Hindi remake from 2010. Uh, The phenomenon of capturing ghosts or evidence of the supernatural in photos is known as spirit photography. The phenomenon dates back as early as the 19th century. I wrote that down twice for some reason because I felt like saying that. So this is kind of a spoiler, but not really. So when Tun flees to the staircase, he he encounters his uh, girlfriend, I'll just say that at number f- at level four, four in uh, several Asian languages is pronounced similar to the word for death or suffering and is considered a sign of bad luck. The number in Japanese specifically is a homophone for the character she, which means death. So, and that was a really cool scene when he was looping yeah. on the staircase. Funny enough. Oh my God. Funny enough, that fourth floor shouldn't have even been there. They don't label 
the fourth floor just in like, a lot yeah, of Asian countries. Just like we don't do 13. Even, exactly. Even though 14 is fucking 13. Like, you're just putting a different number on it. Uh, goofs, nothing I could find that was warrantable, or nothing I could find that was worth interest. Uh, rated 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 3.4 out of 5 on Letterboxd. 63% on the tomato meter, 77% audience score. He gave it a 3, I gave it a 4.5. Similar movies according to Letterboxd, Shudder, the American remake, Grudge, the American remake, The Eye, the original Hong Kong movie, Ringu and Paranormal Activity. Similar movies according to IMDb, we have A Tale of Two Sisters, Jew on the Grudge, Dark Water, the Japanese version, Ringu, and Noroi the Curse, which is a fucking awesome movie if you you haven't so seen is, that shit. So is Darkwater. Yeah, the uh, yeah the Japanese one. Fantastic. The American one is not. <laughs> yeah, it's uh the only reason I gave it what I gave it is because uh Jennifer Connelly's on it and I love her. Not nah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I have two bad reviews here from Letterbox. Two stars from Matt Lynch. They say, "quote Take a picture; it'll last longer." End quote. But I don't know. This felt pretty long. And two stars from Kaiser Soze. Okay. A great concept that added to the explosion of supernatural-based horror coming out of Asia at this time, but sadly let down by some of the muddled handling and major script issues. I don't know what script issues you're talking about, but whatever. Uh, check us out on Facebook at Frightmares and Instagram and Slasher app at Frightmares Podcast. Uh, com is our email. I'm Dr. Proctor on Letterboxd. You are... Frightmares Corey. Booyah. Um, oh, shit. Oh my goodness. Next week, what are we doing next week? Oh, me and Mikey are coming at you with a movie from New Zealand. We have already covered this way back when, many, many moons ago, but we're going to give it a full movie or full episode treatment. So until then, stay tuned and stay spooky, bitches. <laughs>